Hello to my beautiful audience. Welcome to another episode of Happy Hamstrings. This is your host, Julie Brown, trying to be the hostess with the mostest and trying to be the yogi with the mosty. I am podcasting from Alabama. It is about 9.16 a.m. October the 8th. It's a Friday morning. I'm just relaxing now. I've already coached yoga this morning and I have another class here in a little bit. I've got a couple of hours. So I thought it would be a good time to come on and say hello and give you all some updates. Also, hopefully, hopefully I can help you to put tools in your toolbox on how to deal with issues. So when I teach another class today, that will be about 19 sessions this week. I say about because there were a couple of classes where no one came. However, I'm really feeling the effects on my voice. Any of you that use your voice at work um, and have to speak loud, like speak loudly for a long period of time or speak a lot, you probably already know the risk of losing your voice if you talk loud and you talk a lot. It's just part of the game. It's part of the deal when you're a fitness instructor. I don't like to use a microphone. It's particularly annoying when I'm doing cardio. You can just imagine the whirlwinds of sounds. If you're not careful, it's easy to breathe right into the mic. And it's just, it's too much for me to think about. I'm loud enough. So when I come back again, it will probably be after I work with this assisted living. Uh, unfortunately, it's a very small group and they're not, pro- they're, I'm just guessing from the conversation we had, they don't have any kind of budget. However, I would rather have the experience than to not. Um, I've offered to do a chair yoga and work with these folks that are, some of them can get up, some of them cannot get up. So we're going to do a chair yoga and see how that goes over. So after I come back, um, I will give details, not a lot of details, because I would never like reveal any personal information to my clients. I will give details of the experience, I mean. Um, it's just been really busy the past few weeks, not just with classes, like a couple of weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, I was really worried that someone was trying to steal my identity because there was a really odd inquiry on my credit report and I hadn't applied for credit in some time. So it was very strange to me. It was very unusual. Like, why do I have this inquiry? And even the paperwork that came, I felt like it didn't explain it at all. And ever since that Hurricane Zeta blew through, I feel like I'm constantly fighting the branches and the leaves and the the mosquitoes, especially as a part of this. I've seen snakes. It's just like keeping nature at bay because I don't really, uh, I wasn't really sitting on a thousand dollars to just remove some tree branches from the backyard. So I took what I could, and my sister helped me when it happened, and I put it in the front uh, drainage ditch, and I was constantly trying to burn it. It seems like it never stops raining here, and I'm not even joking. In Alabama, it rains so much all the time. Uh, In fact, just to give you an example of how much it rains, just a couple of days ago, the rivers and the, the, just the drainage waters in Birmingham, Alabama, got so over, over 
filled and the roads got flooded so much that they had to send a lot of rescue teams out for the cars that were stranded. Unfortunately, they haven't, by the time I'd read the article, they hadn't identified who it was. However, one of the cars got lifted over the guardrail and they didn't make it, unfortunately. It's just super dangerous to drive on flooded roads. That's why they say don't take a chance in your car. If you see a road flooded, blocked with the flood, don't try to test and see if your car will make it because the roads can, especially here, I don't know where you live, but any, anywhere that there's a flood, the waters can rise up rapidly and you can lose control. So that is just an example. It's just constantly a tornado warning, a tornado watch, a flood warning, a flood watch. Um, anyway, I was not able to successfully burn the branches in the ditch, even as I attempted my best efforts as time allowed. And when I came back home, I'm thinking it was Monday from work. They were just gone. It was so weird. They've been there since whenever the Zeta episode, Hurricane Zeta, I did a podcast episode about that. Um, They've been sitting there forever and they really weren't they weren't creating floods like it wasn't even though it was in the drainage ditch there wasn't enough of them to inhibit the flow of water because there is such a huge ditch in my yard in fact I even take a shovel regularly and make sure that the little drainage tunnel underneath my driveway has a good flow of water because I don't want my basement flooded (laughs) I want the drainage to work Anyway, I thought that was super strange, super weird. You know, they're there, one day they're there, and then one day they're not. Now, for some of you who live in a big city, that's probably not such an odd or off thing. However, I don't really live in city limits, so that means that the county came out and finally took these branches off. And either that or someone just wanted pecan wood, I don't know. I think it was probably the county. Um... I'm glad they're gone. It was just very confusing that they took that long to do that. And yeah, I've still got plenty of branches in the backyard that I cannot lift. (laughs) Several people tell me like I should have my own yoga studio. And it's really hard to, um, to hear people say that because usually the people that say, oh, you should have your own studio. Totally. They either stopped coming to class, don't come to class or they don't understand how a brick and mortar business works like the expense versus the demographic it's it's too much for me to bear like in this town i don't know the only way i think it would work is if it was more than just yoga not that i'm saying yoga is not enough i just want to clarify yoga is enough by itself for anybody however Around in this community, there's a reason why that businesses everywhere are failing. And it's mostly, and I'm saying this not from a place of judgment. I'm saying this from a place of love. A lot of the community needs to come together more and support small business more. It's just, it's hard to run a small business. And I've been talking about that on here forever. And I mean... 
thank God I'm not obsessed with money. I never would have kept my business open this long. I mean, 2015 on, it's not exactly, um, I mean, some of the circumstances are ideal, but it's not like I'm just rolling in the cash. <laughs> it's a lot of expenses. And one of the things, and I've talked about this too, that Susan told me, Yogi Susan, my friend who recently passed, unfortunately, she told me like, not around here is not going to be a huge profitable business for you. Like maybe somewhere else like LA, this was way before pandemic. She said maybe like in a big city like Atlanta, New York, LA, places where personal trainers and fitness instructors get paid properly. Um, it's just really everything seems to be upside down and my perspective gets messed up. I try to just accept things. I try to just not take things personally. Like someone texting me and saying, oh, they won't hire you back at this place. And I'm like, oh, really? That's funny because um, was this today? Because they told me yesterday they were hiring me back. Uh, and that facility, she's saying she talked to them on Monday, but she texts me on Saturday. And I'm like, really? Because I just talked to them yesterday, like on Friday. Which reminds me, I need to fill out my little got a little form I need to fill out. I've already taken my credentials by. I don't really have any expectations or I'm trying not to have expectations, I should say, because they want me to have eight people show up regularly. And I don't know that I can get eight people to show up on the regular. What I need to do is go by and visit with the people who are working out at that time, like on my way to wherever I'm going maybe just sort of float around the weight floor and say, hey, going from person to person, like, hey, did you know they're hiring me back? I worked here about 15 years, and I've been gone a year. Um, it's almost as if they were surprised to see me, and they were like, when I walked in, the guy at the desk was like, Julie? And, you know, I have the mask on, so it's hard for him to tell, he said. I'm like, yeah, I worked here for 15 years. <laughs> It's me. It's Julie. I worked here for 15 years. I would love to just, can I just teach yoga? And then I'm trying not to take it personally that someone said that they asked, but it feels like that they clearly didn't ask if they just hired me when I go. Or maybe they just wanted to see me in person to believe I wanted the job. Um, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. <laughs> I can't make assumptions. I can't take things personally because it's just too much for me to bear. I've got enough to deal with, especially somebody trying to steal my identity on one end and then the Department of Labor saying, oh, you should have been getting unemployment all this time because you lost your job. Like, they had cut me off in April wrongfully, even though I was working five hours a week all summer. Um, I pretty much was like, well, I don't know. And then after they wrongfully cut me off and admitted it, then they asked for just tons and tons and tons of paperwork to be faxed to them, which I have yet to do. Um, I'm not going to make excuses about that. I just hate dealing with paperwork issues. That's one of the reasons that running a business, running a business can be so frustrating because of all the paperwork that's involved. It's almost as if, like, it's almost as if they try to talk you out of it. <laughs> like, do you have a helicopter? Do you have a boat? Do you have an airplane? Uh, do you have a jet? You know, like, all these questions about things that's irrelevant to me. Like, do you have a hot air balloon? <laughs> all the questions that have nothing to do with me. It's just so strange. Like, 
what do I count as property? And what is this about? Like, it's just, it's one of those things where yoga and stress don't go hand in hand. And now I'm starting to understand why people who get yoga certified, A, just end up quitting all their jobs. And B, they just don't use social media. Like, they just completely back off of all social medias. In fact, one of the podcasts that I was just listening to, I found her website linked through her anchor. And I clicked on one of her social medias, gone. Like, she still has a TikTok, but all all her other just links are just user not found. And it's just that people really are careful after they study themselves they're careful about channeling in energy. So now I want to get into the part where I'm going to give you tools, hopefully, to help you. It's like everybody has got similar situations. They're all, of course, all different. Such a big variety of things we're dealing with, especially right now. However, sometimes I just say at the end of class, like, let go give yourself permission to let go and it feels like that's so loaded so I want to talk a little bit about how to let go one of the ways is to think about when you have a thought that you don't like you know you're going to embrace it first acknowledge it is valid and instead of identifying with the issue just identify it Like, I have this negative, like, say, regret or emotion or anger or whatever it is. And instead of identifying it, like, instead of identifying with it, just identify it as it is. Like, you're not the anger. You're not the sadness. But recognize it and identify it as, like, step one. And step two would be to redirect, rechannel your energy into the next big thing. So I was just listening to um, the Mindful Psychology podcast, and one of the things that she talks about, she's really great, she talks about, as an example, Tarzan. And she said one of the reasons that you think of Tarzan is how he's swinging from, you know, branch to branch or going from tree to tree. Um, He doesn't just let go, he goes to the next thing. And then she said that, The reason people are afraid to let go is they feel like they're going to fall. Like, fall into loneliness or unhappiness or whatever it may be. But she said, if you think of Tarzan, he's not just letting go. He's going from one thing to the next. And I thought that was a really good analogy to express the way that you can sort of think, I'm just redirecting my energy into another direction. Because even though we've had all these different experiences, like the trauma that I experienced, maybe to some people wouldn't have been as traumatic. Maybe to some people it would have been more traumatic. But I've dealt with different types of trauma that started at age six, right? So instead of saying, oh, sadness, I should say this experience built me into the person who who I am today. Like, without all the different things that's happened leading up to every single chapter of whether if it was hurt, love, happiness, sadness, all the chapters in my life, 
developed the personality that I have. And it's really important to me that we learn to love ourselves in all versions, past, present, and future. Just tell yourself right now, and we'll do it together. I'm sorry. I forgive you. I love you. And thank you. And this is a tool that was given to me by one of my friends many years ago. So let's repeat it again twice more. You're talking to yourself in all stages. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And then repeat it as many times as you need. You can even pause this podcast and sit in silence with it. Another mantra that you could embrace is... I am everything that I need to be. I have everything that I need. I am whole and complete just as I am right now. Once again, just embracing who you are and letting go of regret by accepting that even if you haven't always handled things the way that you wish you had, Well, you can't go back in time and handle that situation again. Your progress will help you find yourself in a new situation as you learn to develop your character even more and learn how to deal with things, expressing yourself well, speaking your true truth, and working towards not just honesty and integrity to the world, but honesty and integrity to yourself. And being true to yourself, true to your heart. Um, One of the mantras that I gave this morning after yoga was, think of your heart like a pure crystal. Think of a golden light, a liquid like honey moving over you from head to toe. Like cleansing you out, taking any kind of discomfort and any kind of dis-ease out of your shoulders, out of your hips. And it all exits out of your fingertips and toes. Just visualizing that this yellow liquid leaves. And then imagining your crystal heart is pure. And open to receive love. Open to receive kindness. And this sort of thinking can actually start your day off in the very best way. Because you just start to shift your energy, your thoughts, your process. And... One of the things that we do, it's just natural, is to dwell on the past. If you listen to some of the the famous yogi gurus, one of them, he says, and he says this all the time, Sadhguru says, I tell you, don't think for one minute, don't think of monkeys. No monkeys. For one full minute, no monkeys. Then he goes quiet. He says, what is on your mind? Nothing but monkeys, right? So that's one of the things that um, that means with the whole like Tarzan letting go, going from thing to thing. If you don't have something to direct your energy to, then you're not going to think of anything except for the last thing you were holding on to. Whether that thought be monkeys or whatever. Um, Like you dropped your ice cream in the floor and now you've let it ruin your whole day. Or 
now someone made a phone call to you that you didn't want and now you feel like that's ruined your whole day just moving on to the next thing and finding a way to do that another mantra that I love now and I'm starting to use this more often is at the end of class I will say think of the most content person that you can like I won't even say the most content person that you know because we don't really interact with people as much as we should now. So I would just say, think in your mind an example of the most content person that you can imagine. Like someone who inspires you with their contentment, with their happiness. And use this person's persona, like their personality, as inspiration. So this could even be a character out of a book they're reading, right? It doesn't have to be someone they just had a chat with. Because honestly, a lot of us are stressing each other out um, instead of lifting each other up. And it seems like more and more we're in a new form of a zombie apocalypse. Where instead of zombies, everyone's like a phone zombie. Every single person I walk by has got earbuds in. And you can't even really see the earbuds. And so you're talking to them and they're just looking at you. They don't hear you. They can just see your mouth moving. And if you don't make eye contact, they won't even know. They won't even have a clue that you're talking to them. And if if you try to talk to someone, maybe they're just too busy on their phone. And most people are just looking at their phone. And it's like a new era, a new age, totally different from the era that I grew up in. So, I feel like we need to connect more than ever, like now, more than ever. And I want to go on one final rant. My cousin, who used to be a policeman, this is another thing. When people start all this stuff about, you know, they want to generalize law enforcement and generalize what law enforcement's like, I'm like, hey, you're talking about my family here, okay? Because... They're all just people. They're all different people. Just because there's bad in one, you know, there's always going to be bad people in one uh, example. If you have any career that where there's tens of thousands of people, there you're not going to find perfection, right? Anyway, my cousin posted up where Facebook, you know, they flag things. They'll say this is sensitive content like they don't want you to see it and sometimes it's like I understand the first time I saw that it was something with blood or or something gross Um, but no the sensitive content that he was screenshotting it was stand up for what you believe in even if you have to stand alone and that's all it said it was just a little picture with a little circle like a little artsy thing and it said Stand up for what you believe in, even if it means standing alone or something like that. And he was like, really, Facebook? This is sensitive content? Like, talk about the censorship. It's become really, really tyrannical. It's so strange to me. Like, some of the things that's like inspirational memes have now become sensitive content. We've taken it too far. And then I told my cousin in a comment that if I say a fitness class can assist someone in 
stepping up to their personal power, I can lose my account for that because I've already been warned by other yoga teachers. You can't say that. You can't, you can't say stepping into personal power because they believe that's like false advertising or advertising something that it's not. Oh, so I was like, oh, how dare I offer up health, health classes. So while there's a lot of different kinds of people who are conspiracy theorists, and I understand some people not wanting to trust the CDC because of Tuskegee experiments. However, I am not all for spreading misinformation. I am for finding out reality, right? Like what is really real, not your perception of what you think based on someone else's experience. But let's get into the reality of things. Like, what is really real? <laughs> Embracing the truth. Because no one perception is the truth, as yoga always reminds us. Anyway, the best thing to do is to be wise. And remember that we should support each other and not isolate each other. And... I was listening to NPR this morning and they made a really good point when they said if someone starts spreading misinformation rather than scoff at them and just dismissive try to see where they're coming from and talk to them about it Um, instead of just uh, scoff and like walk away roll your eyes whatever Um, that only makes it worse like this kind of separation that's happening right now amongst us that is only making it worse when there's no communication about it and there's nothing but oh you just don't know like let's learn how to speak constructively and instead of just saying oh well the news said this the news said that well how about let's talk like adults in a constructive manner and instead of just saying Oh, I heard this and that. Let's go by reality. (laughs) Let's go by what's real. And it's really hard to know what's real if you only believe what media is feeding you right now. Um, But the conspiracy theory that I believe is, yeah, the pharmaceutical companies will make more money if we're not well. Um, I've always believed that the government wants us all to take medications. Like... There's no profit in a healthy society, in other words. Like, there's more profit, more tax dollars if every single person is having to take some type of drugs. Um, Like, because then they can tax that. And some people spend, like, thousands of dollars a month on their medications. And some of them have to, right? But it's just like, we should be allowed to write off health things. This is why I'm pushing for the FIT Act. I've put a link on my website about the FIT Act. Uh, Just go to my website, yogijules.com, Y-O-G-I-J-U-L-Z.com. And on my front page, I've got a link to it. We should be allowed to write off health things because this will prevent illness and save expenses save us medical bills in the long run save us from being on these medications in the long run so i'm looking at the long-term goals the long the long-term benefits of taking care of yourself taking care of your body before the doctor says hey you have to do this or else 
X consequence, whatever the consequence is. Um, it's just something I'm really passionate about is trying to encourage healthy behavior. It seems really, really difficult when you live in a community where um, it's almost impossible to shop for a healthy recipe. I go in and I ask about certain ingredients and they not only have they never carried it, most of the people in my community, if I bring up certain ingredients, they've never even heard of it. Um, you say certain things like chutney or polenta and people who are from the south are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what is polenta? Like, they don't even know what, unless it's, and I'm not saying this from a place of judgment, but unless it's like country fried food, a lot of people around here, that's all they know. And they load down their buggies with sugars and they load down their buggies with carbs and they don't understand macronutrients and the amounts of needs. And it seems like strange that they do offer up nutrition classes sometimes for certain folks. And I don't know. I just feel like that there's not a lot of nutrition education going around. I do have to stay in my lane. So like I'm not a nutritionist, I can offer a nutrition education. But when people reach out to me and say, hey, can you give a diet? No, I don't give a diet. I'm not a nutritionist. I can educate you if you're my client. We can talk about nutrition. However, because of the risk involved, like you may be allergic to something and I don't know it and you don't know it uh, legally, I cannot give you a diet. It just, just think natural. Like if you want to know what can you do to improve your diet, look at your food and like ask yourself, is this natural? Um, as, as opposed to like soda, I prefer coffee, for example. Coffee is still with caffeine. However, it's a little more natural than like, say, someone guzzling a Red Bull. <laughs> or like I made a 15 bean soup, right? That's more natural than say, like eating a hot dog or a a corn dog or something just getting your food in the most natural form as possible like when I go through a few months at a time and all I eat is food that is not processed because this is the processed food that's getting us I feel like so so different <laughs> I can't even tell you like even if I come off of it which I can't technically say I'm on it right now but if I, if I stay with natural and organic foods, when I come back to eating junk, oh, I immediately feel like crap right after. So I don't know why I even ever stray from it. So just take a look at yourself and do some self-study, do some work. And everybody's body is different. So just notice, even if something tastes good, notice how does your body react instead of just the flavor for example like maybe ice cream tastes good to you and then an hour later it may hurt your stomach you know what I mean like different reactions so kind of listen inwardly and that's one of the things yoga teaches you is mindfulness not just mindfulness on the mat mindfulness with driving and eating and trying to speak to people in a kind way I'm just really like, I've got a long way to go. <laughs> I'm just really beginning. Um, if you're a yoga teacher and you're listening to this, 
And I don't know how many people that actually will become a yoga teacher after listening to this. I would say it's really important that you're an open container. And if you teach a class, don't underestimate the value of silence. Like making space in between words may be exactly what your class needs. So I finally have found the ability to let go of trying to fill up the air of every single moment, every single second with a cue. I think that when I started doing my yoga training, I was over cueing. Like I would give way too many cues before anybody had time to think about one to land. That's one of the things that I learned. Um, That's some feedback I got that really helped me. I'm about to join in with the MVP program. It's not teaching yoga as I thought. It's going to be like a holding space where we can, as student teachers, can work with each other. And teachers that are already doing yoga can give each other feedback. So it's not like a class so much as it is um, a community for teachers to expand their abilities, knowledge, and learning. And sort of get feedback on how to be better. So I'm going to go ahead and go. So I got to fill that form out as well. Um, I have so many other things that I want to take care of today. And I'm really excited that it's Friday. (laughs) Friday! I've got a lot more to do. I've been doing Inktober every day, which is drawing a day. It's just a daily art challenge. And I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make time for myself. So I would recommend that to you. Make space for yourself. Like give yourself some grace. Give yourself space in the day where you take a little time to do something fun. All right, I'm going to go before my voice goes out. Once again, I cannot thank y'all enough for listening to me as I go through this. If you're new to the podcast, go back to the old episodes, especially the guest ones. I do plan on having more guests. Just having the 18, 19 sessions a week this week. I think that, yeah, it'll be 19 sessions this week. I just... Um, I've just been busy <laughs> when I'm not cleaning and cooking or driving back to the gym. I'm, I'm doing something else. So you can look forward to that. I do have a Patreon. You can support me there. It's patreon.com forward slash Yogi Jules. And you can find links to that and my YouTube and lots more on my website, Yogi That's Y O G I J U L Z.com. I would like really love to hear some feedback on any topics that you would like covered on this podcast as well. See you soon. Be happy, be healed, be free. Accepting that peacefulness is your true nature. And I hope that you can come into contact with everyone in a healing process and come into a place where you respond rather than be reactive. Thanks again. Namaste.